it's something I might see on a cooking show. It's something I might read about mm -hmm. and I save it. It's a thought of, ooh, I'd love to figure out how you make that. That's Jan, Angelica's mother-in-law, Matt's mom, and one of my top five moms of all time. Cook, baker, party planner, space maker, and daughter to Laverne, a dedicated follower of fashion, decorum, and coordinated colors. You'll hear a little from her as well. Matt and his mom have such a sweet rapport we had to have him on too. So if no one minds, here's three generations of craftiness to get you thinking about gratitude for wherever your creative lineage has its roots. I'm Amber, and here's Matt and Angelica with our weekly chat. Hi, Jan and Matt. Hi, Angelica and yeah. Matt. Oh, I guess you don't have to say Hi, Matt. Hi, Mom and wife. <laughs> okay. We're all established yeah. who we are. Yeah. Thanks for finally agreeing to be on Chatty Crafties. Yes. We are on location now because we're out in Blanco instead of recording in Austin. So last weekend, Matt and I sat down with your mom, Laverne, who we lovingly call Bamba, and kind of asked her about her creative identity and I thought it would be really fun to kind of put y'all on the same episode and see if there are any connections between the two. Um, and I also thought it would be fun to have Matt on here since he was on Bomba's episode. Um, I just ramp up the fun. Oh yeah, every time. <laughs> Always. Um, and did you mention why we were seeing Bomba? I did not. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was her 98th birthday. Yeah, and that is very special. And Jan, you planned that birthday party along with the week before Ansley's sixth birthday party. Um, the decorations, the cupcakes, the food the prep. I feel like this is one of your gifts. Do yeah. you enjoy? And she's humble. She won't jump out and say it, but she is very gifted. Yes. And I think um, decorating, interior decorating. Mm-hmm. Um, but also definitely a gifted cook yes. and, and baker. Um, we, we don't have a good track record with icing. <laughs> no I way. Just, I kind of love it. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. It's, it's it been, tastes um, delightful. It does. It what happened really, last year with it, the icing? It was it turned a weird It was Eloise's color. birthday, yeah. and it was in the, the sun. It was so hot. <laughs> it wasn't covered. Yeah. And that icing turned from this beautiful, fluffy... They were like flower-themed, like right? Yes. Yeah, they were like gorgeous. A, it was a garden a party. Or, and it turned into this... It looked like melted plastic, yeah. and it had the sheen, and it yeah. was like kind of this really putrid color. Yeah. And yeah. people would look at it and go, oh. Yeah. Nice. Nobody looked yes. at it and uh, said that's what we that. said. That's what yeah, we you too. <laughs> no, we. Uh, I've gotten a, a. I find all this rather humorous because it's you know you get in there and you do it and things happen and yeah. sometimes you just you don't have any way to get around it because you're a lot of things I do I'm trying for the first time so y'all yes. are my guinea pigs. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. You know we were talking about. Um, Ansley had an assignment recently that was about traditions mm -hmm. and strawberry bread came up as her yeah, tradition. And how many years have you been making Christmas baskets at this point? 
because it feels like a tradition. It is a tradition. And you put so much thought and love into it. For our listeners, the Christmas basket from Jan means strawberry bread, these fluffy white things, some yellow (laughs) smashed things, like a bunch of... Yeah, can we just stop and... Little of Avoid this. Angelica <laughs> describing food. Cognac balls. Yeah. Um, oh. yeah. Like m- moist <laughs> spheres. Like they're I all like so good. Cognac, yeah. cognac balls. Yeah. But how long have you been doing that? About 20, 25 years. Actually, I did it when y'all were kids. Oh, really? Yes. And then I quit because oh. you became teenagers and we didn't things care. just got crazy you're and apathetic so ungrateful yeah, valentine's day yes. when everybody just turned their noses <gasps> when you were teenagers oh, oh really goodness. oh yes what happened i tried <laughs> it was it, it just didn't go well and and i made this very special valentine's day dinner for the three of you the three men in my life you, yeah. your brother and your father yeah and it was, y- y- y'all just... Were you trying to introduce a little kind of romance into the... Like, the spirit were, of were, romance. Yes, it's Valentine's yes, Day, it's, and you kind of do... Special of yeah. and this is love, and, and you so got we're going to have some candlelight. Already, yeah. that's not really his language. <laughs> no, he's not real. Good. So I, bought my own, uh, yeah. I bought my own flowers. That's good, that's good. <laughs> and so we were in high school? You were in high school, and so I made... A cheese fondue with all the vegetables, and then you you know have a beautiful bread that you cut in cubes that you can dip in the fondue, yeah. and then beef cubes in another one that you could put in an oil and yeah. eat those. Oh, all you don't dip that. the beef and cheese. You, I pictured that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I was thinking if there's anything could, but... beef needs, it's <laughs> wet cheese. There yeah, you wet go. cheese around it after it's fried. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> But so that and was, fondue's hard. Fondue's I'm, very hard. It's tricky to get it just right. Well, nobody if you knew. do it like the classic. Yes, way. and that was what I was trying to do with the classic cheeses and and the the setup. And yeah. I had my mom's old fondue pots, and she would do from that the for old us. world. From the old world, <laughs> really? From well, from Germany. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> from old the world. old world. And, so I had all of that, and I thought, this is great. They're going to love this. I loved this. Yeah. Y'all took one look, and it was oh like... Oh, my gosh. No. I'm, I'm living the same experience yes. now. I put so much effort into when I cook for the kids, <gasps> thinking oh, I'm just going to nail it. Yes. And they're going to look at it and yeah. say, oh, Daddy, yeah. this is gorgeous. Yeah. You, you chose the wrong career, yes. Dad. Yes. That's, you that's, yes. This we're is... like, you're you're quite above average as a father. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the type of yeah. stuff I want to hear. At eight and yeah. six, yeah. I'm sure. So, and so, so as we, teenagers, it's even I see, worse. I would have thought we'd be really into, because um, we would just basically annihilate anything that was put in the middle of the table. Yes, you would. So I, I guess I'd just imagine at least we'd be interested in kind of a buffet. Not in the least. So what did you do? Sit at the table, dip your bread in your... And cry? Yeah. In yes. her and tears. Your... <laughs> she dipped her bread in her tears, her cup full of tears, and ate them. And wiped them up no, with her flowers. It this, yeah. Oh, it was the saddest thing. And I got all of the fondue myself, all that cheese and yeah. got real bloated. Which just yes, led to yes, more problems yes. days after. <laughs> It was so pathetic. I do remember that one because it was like, 
I don't know why I bother, but teenage years are like that. You know, but I feel like this is a huge kind of aspect of growing up in our family is in a really creative tradition is I see it starting with Bomba that the lady knew how to celebrate. And she passed that on to you. Interesting. So that's where it came from. And then it got passed on to me and Zach, for better, for worse, because we can celebrate pretty hard um, (laughs) in different ways. I really think Bamba elevated that tradition of like a dinner party. She was like the master of a dinner party. She could take any moment, though, and do that. Yeah, even happy hour or something daily. She would find some way to... Camping. Really? My mother took camping to another level. It was pre-glamping. <laughs> yes, yes. Before it was, no, I mean, we were color coordinated, from the porta potty, to the tent, <laughs> to the striped awning that went on our little trailer. Oh my that, goodness! The, I'm telling that you, that sounds like um, a Wes Anderson. Yeah. Moment. Oh Her my rugs gosh, totally. that she yeah. would. She would roll out these rugs. She brought rugs. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. She had this knack. She could put it together, and Hmm. she knew what to put together. She did a a holiday buffet every year, an open house. She was famous for them. And basically, what it would be is a roast turkey at one end, a ham at the other. She had beautiful little pumpernickel breads and, and good good mustard. And But it's interesting that mom, like someone else I know, didn't really care about food. Are you pointing at me? I am. That was just... <laughs> no, her, two her fingers, fingers not just one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two finger pointing at me. Mom had, was, usually it would just let me put something in my belly. Yeah. You, so I'm not going to eat. Do you sustain. imagine yourself as having like a good radar for deciphering like delicious or a great version of a cheese versus a normal version? I, I have cheeses that I'm like, ugh, that's disgusting. Or like, sure, that's all right. Well, I think but that's maybe the beginning the finer, of a radar. Maybe the, that is. That's so generous, Mother. <laughs> Thanks. To, <laughs> it is. You, Velveeta? It's the or... birth of a skill at 38. Way to I, go. Who? How old am 37. I? 37. Oh, oh, I have better watch it. I'm sorry. I, Several more weeks. Well, I think... I took a leap of faith. I think Mom had another a reason for all of this because she was the wife of a... Of, um, a military officer that was a a colonel. Yes. Yes. And And that's why y'all were in Germany. That's correct. He would have a lot of entertaining to do. uh, That's so interesting. In his capacity. It was very important at that point. I wouldn't have thought that it'd be part of his um, job description. Very definitely. Entertaining. Yep. And mom reflected dad. Mm -hmm. And she learned. And I think there was another level to all of that. Whether she loved to cook or not, she learned what to do and how to do it Mm -hmm. and how to put it together. And she loved sewing. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's what we talked to her about was kind of her love of sewing and painting. Unbelievable seamstress. And her eyes really kind of lit up. So, you know, right now for the listeners, she's actually battling dementia or Alzheimer's. Well, late or... onset Alzheimer's. Yeah, and so um, it's she fun to remember... see her eyes light up. Yeah, too. because she doesn't remember some things, right. and but it was definitely like kind of the old her kicked in when we started to discuss 
yeah. uh, making clothes and things like and, that. Yes. And her delivery was that it was just kind of a given that she, like, of course she made clothes. Like, it was really common to make clothes. And we talked about how you got best dressed in high school. <laughs> oh, and the outfits that she and, came and, up with. And, yeah. Wow. And, and yes, I did. It was amazing. So I'd like to get your opinion on this because I asked her... <laughs> If it was challenging ever to kind of have your pulse on what the kids were wearing oh, yeah. at the time, and she didn't blink a second and was like, oh, I knew exactly what was fashionable. She, Did she send you in some things that were maybe not quite of the times? Or Obviously, they must have been. Were you not of the I times? Think was I think I was the off? one that was not of the times. It was like, okay, whatever. I'll, all right. All right, um, I'll wear that. Yeah, so I'm going to wear these yes, tights that are every color under the sun and paisleys and a skirt, and then the top matched the tights. And I remember shoes that were... Like Belle Bib DeVoe. It was nothing but clear plastic and a bow. What? That came through, that you wore with the tights, so... This sounds really good. Yeah. Boy, she would get it together. And it was a lot of fun to talk about... we're talking about in the 60s, right? Magazines and... Yes. Uh Oh, yeah. Mid-60s. So so. she would show you patterns like, hey, I want to make these things, and you're like... We would come together and look at magazines, and there were articles in the paper back then. I mean, even that. And come up with things, but... So back then, what creatively were you showing like aptitudes towards because you have i might be biased but i think you have some of the most beautiful handwriting I've yeah ever seen. no kidding i mean it How literally funny. is its own do you know who notes. did that maybe I, who was an influence was my father oh he did handwriting. oh and i loved it and i always wanted to write like my father oh. well, i didn't get that no i didn't, didn't get know. any of that You've got some i got dad's scratch. handwriting and mother didn't get it <laughs> <laughs> it was so, dad. I mean, I know what you're good at now in life, but when you were younger, what what were the type of creative things that you enjoyed doing or or you were good at but just didn't care to keep going with it? I did draw and I did paint with my mom and we could do that together. We couldn't sew together because I was left-handed. Oh, and my she, mother she hated is a very that. impatient person. <laughs> that, I that remember her telling me that. It was just kind of like... Oh. That child was left-handed. Nowhere. Always wanted to cook. Yeah. Always. And that's what I dreamed of doing. That's where I dreamed of going. That was a big... Oh, yeah. How old were you when you noticed that you enjoyed cooking? Probably about 14, 15. Hmm. So did you take art classes? Yes, I did. In in high school? Yes, junior high and high school. And... uh, my mom would paint with me. Was she or proud, I would paint proud with of mom. anything you did? No. <laughs> she had, you know she has high standards, yeah. Bamba was a very, very, very um, opinionated. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is, a, is a good word. Yes. Um, now it's charming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that the way? Yes, they do find it charming, yeah. don't they? So, uh, so she, was, she was pretty demanding with did all Did she encourage it. you? How did she yes, encourage Yes, she did. You? Actually, she encouraged me to to keep trying to paint and draw. Mm-hmm. But I kind of backed off because I was a teenager. Yeah. Because my mom told me this is what I should do, so I didn't want to do it. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. And was there any sort of path that was um, not looked down upon to become like a chef at that time? Or were you just considered basically like... 
a cook somewhere if you yeah, that chose. was not there wasn't culinary was, arts right that was not something that you did i was supposed to get married that was your job that oh, was my weird. job oh yes my mother was very very adamant that this is what you do so when you have someone like that a mother like that you tend to it kind of closes it all in because mm-hmm. that's your goal then what is everything about before getting married because you know it's like finding yourself and seeing what you like and but it seems like all about school is heading towards a career right and if there's Mm -hmm. not a career as your end goal you know are you just like having i guess filling time being interesting to the fluttering around and and confused yeah Mm. because and is that your only job to project well, it was that you're weird. Interesting to the opposite sex. Yes. That's a good. I mean, it was ridiculous, and it was it was a confusing time because we're going from the '50s, which supported a lot of that, into the into the '60s, where everything is changing, and and kind of women are coming into their own. Mm-hmm. It, and you've got a mother that's very strongly against all that, and it's confusing. So. And I was I was not a very um, belligerent, strong person. I was more I would yeah. cave. Yeah, I would I would I wouldn't well, stand I think up for myself. Well, you're a people pleaser. Yes, um, and yes. So we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't want to I didn't want any trouble. What I find I was, interesting is Bomba is a very strong woman. Yeah. So it's weird that those two identities can exist mm-hmm. in the same space. That sh- her job is to some extent to be that just. S- you know, a good a supporter spouse. Yes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I would never say that she wasn't a strong female. No. Right. Never. Um, she was the ultimate matriarch. For sure. Very definitely. That's what I tell my therapist. I bet you do. <laughs> that it all points to Bomba. <laughs> yeah. It starts there. Wow. Did yeah. you like picking fabrics out? Was that just yeah. as fun as making it? Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. There was a store. Still is a store. Called Solo Zoo. Uh-huh. And hey, why don't you tie that up? Just... I would go downtown to Cross, which is the best store here in town, and see what they have for sale, see what their fabrics look like, mm-hmm. and get an idea of what it looks like. My mother could have made so much money. Mm-hmm. She was quite a seamstress, and I learned what I could in that bit of time. Uh, but I'm not as good a seamstress as mother was. Did she sit down and teach you? You just watched her. So did you make clothes for you, too? Oh, everything I wore. Really? Yes, and very often, about three times, I guess, as the years went by, I modeled the clothes that I had, had made for myself. You modeled them? Uh-huh. For what? In a show. Really? That's exciting. I didn't know that. Once you've got a pattern, you can just yeah. figure it out. Yeah, but everybody takes something that gets patterned. Sure. And that's what I don't really understand. It looks so simple to me. Like Jan. Yeah, I love Jan because it's so... <laughs> I don't care if they were saying you're going to get hair up before daylight. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, couldn't do it. 
Did you sit down with her to teach her? Yeah. Oh, well, she took sewing in school. Oh, okay. A whole year of it. Was it hard for you to figure out no. what she, what was the trend at the time for no, someone her no, age? No, I, uh, That's the knack that I had mm. uh, by naturally. Sure. And my mother was a beautiful seamstress. Did she have a good fashion sense as well, your mother? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I have a dress of yours. That Jan gave me. Oh. That fit me for a while. It doesn't anymore. <laughs> but it was this satin long dress, and it has flowers all over it, and it has really thin straps that kind of come to a knot, and then there are three straps behind it. And it's an ampere waist, and it's got a zipper back, or a zipper side, maybe. Does that sound familiar? Did you know? There's clothes that you made so out there being warm by people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told her that you planted the seed of creativity that passed on to mom, and then she planted the seed of creativity in me, and ultimately we have a job together where we're creative all the time. And it's because that's like something um, not everyone does. Uh -huh. Has a creative outlet. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Chatty Crafties. <laughs> That's another thing. Do you know my mother was always just perfect? Do not open a drawer or a closet because it will fall out on you. It's so. all about the presentation. Yes, exactly. She was not an easy mom. She was an amazing uh -huh. mom in a lot of ways. She fascinated me. Um, and she, she could do anything, anything. And incredibly smart as well. Incredibly smart. I mean, she'd get out, that yard, we lived in that, an old, old home with, and it was three quarters of an acre. It's in San Antonio, and it was, she had gardens. Every inch was perfect. Yeah, of her life. Yes, of her life. Uh, to her detriment, I think, to some extent. It was because mom couldn't handle it when it wasn't perfect. When it wasn't, like, out of a magazine. Yeah, we're kind of sounding just like a doctor, I don't know who, Joyce or... Yeah. But you know, you get this from her. Yeah. You will set a napkin and square it up. You it's, will flatten a tablecloth. Thing. You, you try to set up your space so that it is just so. With chaos around me. That's well, what that's what just does me in. That. But I would say everyone that I've come across has said that you have a gift of creating a space of comfort for people. Oh, yeah. And we've seen you go through all sorts of different kind of housing arrangements, <laughs> you know, since I was a kid, since... Arlington since mm -hmm. moving out for college y'all moved Little to a few places yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I would say you probably didn't have like the best you know situation to work with a few of those places weren't just overly inviting no home you arranged all of your you know furniture your wall hangings your plants you made it feel lush and warm that's nice yeah and I think <laughs> here we are right now it's a manufactured home so it's built for the masses. Right. It's like a blank slate. And it feels incredibly like you here and comfortable. And Yeah, you apply your style very clearly with Isn't your color palette. I know. With, 
Yeah, very, my browns. Yeah. Your browns and your greens and your earth and, tans. And you're such a subtle person that, you know, I don't think you ever would walk around and, you know, tell the world about how good you are at certain things. Um, I think that's actually really hard for you. I do, to, too, to, to kind of um, speak about yourself and what you're good at. That's like, hey, I enjoy this. It's more like, oh, well, yes, this yeah, is just I what know. I do. I don't know why either. Yeah. I'm not real sure why. So I am really fascinated about cooking with you, kind of your path with it. So did your mom actually let you? She let me cook if I wanted to cook. I remember you letting me cook. Yes, I wanted you to. It was right towards the end of high school, Mm -hmm. and me and my friends would like be mysteriously incredibly hungry. I don't know why. Why in the world? Um, And (laughs) and you would let us cook stuff. Yes. And it was it was weird and kind of over the top, but kept me from being afraid of the kitchen. So what was when you were cooking? Do you have any recollections of like, did she let you cook dinner for the family or? No, by the time I, I was a little older and I started cooking, my father was gone a lot. And And at this point he was NSA. Yes. Cracking codes. Cracking codes and in Washington a lot. So he wouldn't, he wasn't at home. So I spent most of my high school years alone with my mom. Alone with your mom. Yeah, because. When you moved to California, did it change the way you looked at food? I couldn't wait to go because of food. Do you have any restaurants that you still remember? In From San- Santa Barbara? Yeah, oh, or any goodness, dishes yes. that oh, just yeah. like... There's just certain meals I've had along the way that just like blew my mind that in terms so of cooking. That is so funny because that is something you do. You you both will chat about a a dish yeah. or a oh, meal. Yeah. Oh, and that, how like, they did it to you. Yeah. How you change it or how you make it. How or... you break it apart. Yeah. What mm-hmm. ingredients are in it. And yeah. just how it like certain things can just change your perception of food forever. One of the main streets in Santa Barbara there was a little um Mexican place. They would do oh, it was just wonderful. It was but a how pork on earth? verde. It was a Okay. It was because we're talking about San Antonio, leaving San Antonio and being impressed by a Mexican restaurant somewhere right. else. That's and exactly so, right. What was different about it that you couldn't find in San Antonio? Because the there were the California Mexican was different, completely different. Just like was it a more traditional like New Mexico Mexican? Okay. And this was a like the one that we loved was a pork and a green sauce, and that was kind of unusual for okay. for Texas. Sure. And I remember that and, and the seafood. Jeez. Mm. And so did you develop skills that you would have only developed cooking-wise by going to California? I think Santa Barbara, there was a place called the Brotherhood of the Sun. Uh-huh. And it Ooh, was that a, sounds oh, like yes. a cult. Yeah. It was, actually. Oh, and nice. And what? it was an open market, and it was a... They wore robes and they sold all their fresh vegetables and fruits and and their um, so, grains and there would be eight kinds of dates and I was in heaven. Oh, okay. Because I only knew one kind of date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, so I mean, all of this, stuff. that's where I started baking pies with with all of the freshness. So 
So what happens to you when you're cooking or baking? Because when I cook, I start to get distracted by like, oh, I got to do those dishes and I start sweeping and then something starts burning. So like my brain doesn't work quite right to really like sense the amount of bubbling or thickness or the smell to cue me in that I should do the next step. Mm -hmm. Matt has to be like, aren't you making something? You need to put that in there. And then he takes over. So what happens to you when you're cooking? The opposite. You're just focused it's, on it's my meditation. Mm-hmm. It's my happy place. It's my, if I can settle in and go there and just start in, especially baking, where it's very important that you follow the steps exactly mm-hmm. with baking. It, I love it. And it, my mind just goes right into that and nowhere else. I like music. Mm-hmm. And I like to just get involved with that and enjoy it where I have the time. Right. If you don't have the time, you get stressed. I do. Very, very stressed. You know, for both of us, it can be stressful sometimes because it's really hard for us to just like have a friend over and order a pizza because it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like. I don't a, think I've done what I should do. Yeah. The, the you, gesture. And I think being back to Bomba, this is about being a proper hostess and host. Um, yes, that's correct. That was the way she always operated, and she always did it beautifully. That is exactly right in that the thought of just throwing something together or ordering out, no, it's yeah. just wrong. So it, is that what inspires you to try a new thing, you know, that it's an event that you're setting up for? Mm-hmm. Or what kind of sets you on a trajectory to try a new thing? That's an interesting question because it's just, I don't even, that's what makes it fun. Is it something that you see on TV, on a cooking show? Is it something that... It's all of the above. It's all of those things. So you're just cataloging flavors but, and tastes and possible events. But I, I would yes. distinguish, though... It's also the act of getting better at something. Oh, very definitely. You're not the type of person that it's like just the, I'm going to do this interesting recipe and walk away from it. It's like, I found this one little thing that might make this dish I've made a hundred times just that much better. We've talked about that, where it's like you hit it on something that it's so exciting. I feel like after all of these years, I finally... Have figured out how to make a good apple pie. Hmm. It's like being on a quest to do it. Yeah. And it's just the most satisfying thing for me. I'm, everybody has the thing, I guess, like that that's satisfying. But it's not even something that you're really aware of. Yeah. It's, but, but then it happens when you've you found the perfect crust. And you know it when you and taste it. Yes. And then you find the way you want that filling to be. And you, the way you want those apples to mound up in there, and it's not too sweet, and you know all those things together, and you—that for me is just so gratifying. What is it about that taste or that look? It's right. Hmm. Sometimes to me, it's also just knowing I have the power to execute it. Yes. Well, it's mastering. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a thing about, you, you've mastered this yeah. in your mind. And it's and an obsession. And you've worked and you've worked and you've worked it, without even realizing it, I guess, that, that it mattered. Yeah. Some things, I know I'm not going to master them. You find the things that you 
really enjoy. For me, I love watching people be happy. Yes. And how is that like connected to food for you? It's a gift to other people. It's something mm -hmm. that you can give. You want it to be something that they love. Yeah. And yeah, and I get excited about that. You can see it wash over them. I can, and I can see it when it doesn't. Or... <laughs> like Valentine's Day in yeah. 1995. Yeah, exactly. But that I get a lot of gratification out of that. As much as you get to partake in it, I think it's also a very like giving gesture, making something for the enjoyment of someone else. Mm -hmm. I guess it is. It is. And that's it, like just as gratifying. Oh, I think that's very mm -hmm. definitely. Matt and I talk about that a lot. Gratifying. Yes, that it matters. And even if it doesn't go quite right, you've done it. Yeah. You've, and I'm not huge on getting really down on myself if it doesn't go well. Now, of course, I don't sure. like it. and I. But you're pretty good about making a joke about it. You've got a good yes. sense of humor. Well, it, because it really, if you, Matt, I think you said this to me, that if you don't try, you haven't gained anything. You might as well try it, get out there and do it. And if it, if it works, it's wonderful. <laughs> and if it doesn't, you've, you've done your best with it, but you can go back and try it again. So. so the risk is worth the reward. Yes. I'd like to talk a little bit more about space making because this is something that Matt has obviously gotten from you, that he appreciates when a space feels right or an appreciation for architecture. So what inspires your design for a space? Like, do you imagine furniture or do you get furniture and imagine the perfect spot? Like, how do you think about designing for a space? I think... One of the first things is comfort. And sometimes you get a piece of furniture that you don't really like, but what can you do to make it comfortable with that? Or a space that's not very attractive, but how can you make it comfortable so that when people are in that space, they want to stay there? Does that make any sense? Oh, mm -hmm. sure. And I, and I actually think you have a good sense about minimalism to some extent. I know you would be shocked by that, but if you look in these rooms and look at how much is on the walls or how many pieces of furniture are in each room, I would say that it, everything is, um, I think, very thoughtfully like placed. And I think you never allow spaces to feel crowded. Well, I, I want it to feel peaceful and comfortable. That's Those are... Like you could read a book yes. all day in any one Yes, of and I don't want it to feel formal at all. Hmm. I don't like that. And I find it so interesting, you know, this house, I go to it, and it's got all my childhood kind of memories attached to it because they came with my parents. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's that, like, this, this is home for me, even though it's not the home I grew up in. Mm -hmm. But I find it really interesting that you can come here and just as easily... Like, get in bed, read a book. I feel like, for you as well, this house is relaxing. Right. It is. It's good. Yeah. And so it, it isn't just the fact that, you know, I'm her child. Right. I think it's an indication that she has a gift with making Absolutely. these environments. Absolutely. And well. so it might be the type of furniture that you can sit on for a long time. Or you think about how like soft and fuzzy a blanket is. I'm terrible about that. You have so you have a blanket on every piece of furniture I in do, that living room. I do because 
everybody wants to grab something and snuggle. Right. And, and it, I get here, and <laughs> I would never ask for it, but there is a blanket that I guess at this point is Matt's blanket. Yeah, that white fuzzy one in the Yeah, <laughs> and I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, and then the girls each have their blankets, and <laughs> it's like a very tactile, you yes. know, comfort thing where all these little just minor considerations have been made fans that oh make gosh, it so yeah, many fans there, like there's yeah. a lot of fans in the here. temperature control the amount of air movement well that's why the blankets i figure sometimes is probably <laughs> too cold for yeah. a few people yes with all y'all like air. it cold yes. and here but it's very considerate yes. of of people's experience nice. here Yes, well, it matters. You want someone to come and like park it in that living room and chat for a while, and then food comes out, and maybe a glass of wine or a beer, and we'll like watch three movies. And that's what I want. Someone will disappear and read a book for six hours and reappear and and not feel guilty for doing it. Yes. And when those gestures are made, when the objects are in the room that say, come spend time here Mm -hmm. come be lazy come get a nap crawl into this yeah Mm -hmm. it's it's a way where you're subliminally saying you're welcome this is encouraged in my house yeah and don't feel um uncomfortable doing it right and and there's so many just like little triggers all around this house that help that that you're not even aware i think are very subtle moves that Make it a wonderful place to be. I never think in those. I just, I must think in those terms. I must do that. It's something where you're getting joy out of seeing others getting joy. Yep. And that is hmm. a, a driving factor for your decision making. Yes. And I think that that's a pretty beautiful thing. Yeah. Wow. I think there's one area that y'all both share a love for, and that's patterns and fabric. Mm. And mm-hmm. I'm curious to know, like, what excites you about the different fabrics and, you know, you found some awesome bags that are from India. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. We, we go to fabric stores a lot. You and I, um, like in Fredericksburg, uh, we recovered these chairs. And yes. so that was like a fun, uh, activity we did together. And we both agreed on the type of, um, laminated cotton in the pattern yes. and how they would wear and that sort of thing and something not being too busy and but been it was so successful they have i know you don't have kids picking off the laminate no, like you mine just do wipe them down it's great yeah what about a pattern calls to you and then i'll go yeah or the asking. material itself you know what excites you about these things it's funny because i'm not obviously i'm not big on wild color but it it has to do with it's peaceful again. It, it hmm. makes me feel comfortable when I look at it. Yeah, it doesn't look not crazy. What would the term busy? Be? Yes. Yeah. And I think that if there's some timeless quality that a lot of patterns stand out to me, and it might not be something I've ever seen before, and it might not be a nostalgic pattern. It's something right. that I'm like, okay, that. I could make a purse out of, or that I could make a skirt out of, and so you actually can see sometimes what you would make out of that particular fabric. Mm, yes, usually it's a baby blanket, but um, <laughs> that's true. But you know, I'll get a stash of fabric and stack it and store it away until I Wait. know, and I can like shop in my stash. Um, 
but I think that we probably have something similar in that, that this fabric is calling to us for mm -hmm. some reason. Exactly. And usually they are um, like a two-tone pattern. So the fabric that we're sitting on right now, it's kind of this like creamy white with green. a green circle. And there's like a slight Native American pattern on it. I wouldn't say a overtly. leafy to me too. It's yeah. kind of both. It, yeah. That I just, so it's natural. It's and, a, and when I think of mom, I think of something that's always um, either obviously handmade or slightly distressed. Yeah, something um, imperfect about it. Yeah, there is always. Yes. And I think. Yes, I don't like it, it to be stamped. And, is that because yes. it would feel too sterile and again, not warm and comfortable? I think so. And I think um, it's obvious that I'm a very uh, feely person. I inherited that from you that. You know, we like to indulge our senses. Mm -hmm. and, yes, um, very definitely. Cooking covers a huge amount of those things, but also all these kind of tactile experiences you're talking about. Yes. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with you're very in touch with your senses and, you know, like to stimulate them. Yes, sometimes it's... Um to my detriment that I get very emotional <laughs> about things. And that includes all of this, yeah. everything you're talking about. You're moved by things yes. and smells and memories oh, and yeah. experiences. Definitely. Food is, is like that. You're very present. Yeah, I think so. That's interesting. You know, you're like a barometer for emotions. Yeah. Um, Pathetically so sometimes. Well, I think you feel feelings hard, whether that's... Whether it's Harry I... Potter when he's about to kiss Cho. <laughs> oh. That was a night when... Oh. I'll never we forget were... your face. We were in the theater. And it's, like, it's like, you look over and it's like... They're all kids around us. And, and Jan did, is moaning. Did I say that out yes. loud? Was I? What? Like it's happening. <laughs> Just about lost you. I think I started swatting you at that I point. I do the same thing with food. Yes. I make the same. Yes. Oh, that was Harry. Just the pleasure of I it I mean, all. Harry Potter, really. It's <laughs> about to get his first kiss. It was, yes. It, so, it, I don't realize that when I'm... Mm -hmm. and I'm in that. It's a delight to see. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, one other question I kind of had is, you know, you and I are both kind of... Uh, Compulsive purchasers? No, but oh, that's okay. true. But that's true, that too. Is, that is really true. <laughs> I, I was going to say that... We, there is another thing. We so. both are very good with people, but we actually don't like to be around people. That's right. Um, and exactly I think that's right. a huge reason you live out here. I love the peace out here. And, and I'm to you, not peace real is big on... not being around a lot of people. And I like to be around people when I want to and the people exactly. I want to be around. Yeah, and that's exactly and how matters. I feel. I like and... making the cut. Okay. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you get all the fluffies, so yeah, you made right. the cut. That's but right. it's very true. And I, so isn't that like it took a... me forever to figure that out about myself hmm. because people would say, oh, you're just so outgoing. It's who I'm with. And you're outgoing because you're a people pleaser. Yes. It's no. not because you just want to chat it up. It's no. that you want people to feel comfortable. As you get older, you realize you're trying to please these people you don't even know. Mm -hmm. What is up with that? Yeah. that? That's not, I will, depending on the circumstances, but I just 
just don't really want to go there anymore. Yeah. I don't have a need for Do that. Do you enjoy making the space, though? Like, for our wedding, you did 99% of the, you know, decoration for the Umlauf Sculpture Garden, where we got married 13-odd years ago. And I remember you thinking about the tool around the... Oh, I love all that. You know. And again, where we it was standing. for y'all. Yeah. So, but like picturing like snapshots in your mind, like this is what it's going to look like, and this oh, is going definitely. to be the food, and this is going to be what people are doing, and the good and the bad of it. It doesn't always turn out like you had hoped, but yeah, the vision mm -hmm. you're talking about the vision, and it's there. And so, why do you think none of these things ever manifested into a career? Boy. I've Which spent uh, you a know, lot being a time. mother is a career. I'm not saying no, that. Right. So no, you were a stay-at-home mother. Like right. this was what you did. Was right. you made your homemaker? Chose that. And yeah. you had these gifts. And I've always been curious. You know, was there just never the opportunity? Um, was it never part of the agreement in the marriage? Which I mean, you know, there no, is some sort of understanding of. But I don't. I'm really going to do this, that. and you do that. I think the opportunities never came around at the times that I was thought I was ready for that. Sure. Mm. I don't know how that works exactly. And I don't know if you if I got to a certain point in my life where I really didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't because I always thought I wanted to be out there. Mm-hmm. And then the I got field. to a certain point and I thought, no. No, I don't think so. And yeah. I and and I would think okay i'll wait until the boys are Out this of the house, age yeah. or yeah. even in school and sure. then i became a a volunteer mom and then right pta and right football and, and, and they got and then they got older and i was trying to help alan at one point your dad at work <laughs> yes and but do, not that wouldn't be anything you loved no. you know that, which is the hope that your career is somehow attached to, like, what you I love. I think I still was trying to see what I wanted to be when I grew up. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it just... Because early on, that was decided for you, that <laughs> I was you gonna were going to be a professional wife. wife. And it's funny, I ended up being a professional wife. You wonder how that works. And mm -hmm. I would have... Was I, that the, the common situation in Arlington where oh, yeah. was it mostly housewives uh, yes. and not working mothers yes it mm. changed I watched it change but at the beginning it was all PTA was that's what they had a their time lot for. of at-home moms yeah okay. and I watched it evolve and I did ended up end up with friends that were in PTA that that were professional women yeah. and then it that changed totally I think at that point, I don't think I ever believed in myself. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure. I just never did. I think I wanted to do something culinary. Yeah. I didn't want home act. I wanted to go to a, a school somewhere just for that. Yeah. Do and, you think if you had been born of this time? Oh, yeah. Um, you would have had a different path in life? Given the opportunities that I are think, there for women now? I think now? I would. I really think I would. Because that was always 
when I thought of something that I could do, and you could do it all kinds of ways. It didn't mean you had to be um, own a restaurant. Or mm -hmm. you, there were all kinds of things you could do in that world, and I would have loved it. That was the one thing and the thing that I still love the most. Now, doing it professionally is a whole different yeah, deal. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, if it had been your career path, I wonder if it would have become work instead of something that you just really loved. Well, you hear it over and over, and it might have. It might have, but that would have been where I would have gone. All right, if you were to give yourself a creative title, what would your title be? It would be A Culinary Peacemaker. Yes, that is <laughs> lovely. I think that's just right. Well, thank you for sitting down with us, and I appreciated getting the, you know, back and forth between y'all to get the in-depth scoop about where you came from, and thank you to our listeners, and stay tuned for more episodes of Chatty Crafties. Oh, Jan, you can make me some sloppy, silky, fluffy frosting anytime. Oh, hey, here at the podcast, we're still waiting for your handmade Halloween photos. So tag us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook with the hashtag ChattyCraftiesCostume, or send them along to ChattyCrafties at gmail.com. Our music is by Matt, a.k.a. Berman Swale. Find him on Facebook, then look us up for more behind every episode at ChattyCrafties.com. This episode was produced by me, Amber Moreno, and co-hosted by the craftiest couple I know, Matt and Angelica Norton. Thanks for listening. Now go call your mom and ask for a recipe or something. She'll like that. <laughs>